From Twin Cities Business, this is By All Means, a show about innovation, drive, and purpose, and the leaders who make business work in Minnesota. I'm Allison Kaplan, your host and editor-in-chief of Twin Cities Business Magazine. We're coming to you from the studios of our presenting sponsor, the University of St. Thomas's Opus College of Business, serving more than 3,000 students enrolled in its undergraduate and graduate business programs. The college develops effective, principled business leaders who think globally and act ethically. And now, by all means. From salons to gyms, experiential businesses, the places we typically go on a daily basis without thinking twice, have been completely shut down by the coronavirus pandemic. Self-Esteem Brands, based in Woodbury, Minnesota, is the parent company to Anytime Fitness with nearly 5,000 locations worldwide, also Waxing the City, Base Camp, and Bar Method. The founders, Chuck Runyon and Dave Mortensen, were on By All Means last year. They're very entertaining guys and also extremely thoughtful leaders. Today, we're Checking in with CEO Chuck Runyon to find out how this crisis has impacted his business and also hoping for a few words of wisdom and inspiration in these challenging times. Chuck, thanks so much for for making time for this. First of all, how are you doing? How's your family? And and where are you right now? (laughs) I am shelter in place. We have a house here over in Stillwater, Minnesota. And my kids are doing great. I have two college kids who are, of course, home and then a seventh grader and a 10th grader. So, you know, everyone is doing their remote learning. And uh, we're taking this opportunity to have more family meals together than we ever have before. So we're making a good use of the time and we're enjoying ourselves. Well, that's good. Are they asking you a lot of math questions? That's the part that's killing me. <laughs> well, thankfully, I have two college kids who can help the two younger kids. So, uh, you know, it's been the, the homeschool teaching has been pretty light duty, which is great. That's good. Yeah, they're old enough to be self-sufficient. Well, yes. well, Chuck, I, I was looking at the uh, the Anytime Fitness and Self Esteem Brands websites and all the messages. And if you if you go back in chronological order and you look at March and kind of you know each message that you posted, it it just shows how quickly everything changed and in real time. Take us back. What was it like for you as a company and and as a leader? When did you start realizing we've got a real problem here? Yeah, I mean, how much the world has changed, Allison, since we spoke in late 2019. Right. Uh, you, you know, we, we have a team and a handful of clubs open in China. So, I mean, they were impacted in January. But but like the rest of the world, you know, we thought, of course, that this would probably be contained. And keep in mind, you know, we have some leaders and some board members who were around when SARS happened back in Asia, back in mm. uh, 2003 and 2004. So, you know, while we were concerned for our, our team in China, you know, we no one had any idea that it would come to this. And then in early March, uh, we started to get calls from our, our team in Italy. We have about 20 clubs open there, and it escalated very quickly. And over the weekend, we shut down. In early March, we shut down Italy. And then on Mar- you know, we started, of course, since it coming here. And on March 12th was the first real shutdown for us in the state of Missouri. And then every day after that and every week for the rest of March, it just continued to state by state like dominoes just, you know, shut down and close. And, you know, you got to tell you, in all the years we've sat around in these meetings of what if, if you think about strategies for the business, you always try to, you know, protect yourself in, in down case scenarios. And never did any of us ever anticipate we would shut down nearly 5,000 clubs around the world in about a five-week period of time. It's pretty and crazy. It, it's crazy. And, you know, we are the, the largest uh, franchise brand to do that because, you know, most of the largest franchise brands in the world are the restaurants. And so they are mostly open with delivery and drive through. 
So aside from maybe Starbucks, I mean, I think we're maybe the single largest network closure in a short period of time. And in addition to helping our franchisees do this locally, you know, our entire team went remote. We, uh, of course, all worked from home. We used to go to Woodbury there in the corporate office. And, you know, we've, we've been through, uh, you know, building our digital muscle and helping our clubs navigate this. I and mean, we've, been, we've been solely focused on supporting our members and clubs primarily. So I wanted to, to ask you a little bit about the whole franchise situation. Because you are basically a company of lots and lots of small business owners, how do you do that? Do you advise them on what to do? Do you tell them you have to close? How, how did it all play out for you? That's a great question. Sometimes people often forget that a large franchise brand, you know, when you think about Waxing City and the Bar Method and Anytime Fitness, we're really just a collection of small business owners. And so our average owner may only own a couple units. And so they have individual uh, contracts with like a landlord and their local bank and their members. And so we can provide some guidance. But ultimately, they have some decisions to make locally to do what's best for their business. And of course, we have to comply with the local laws that are taking place. And this has been hyper-local. As you've seen, mm-hmm. mayors have been exercising their power. Governors have been exercising their power. You know, there, there's literally a patchwork of policies taking place rapidly. And so we've been doing our best to help our franchise owners navigate that, make the best decision, give them, the, give them guidance on their clients and members, give them guidance on their employees. And then, of course, helping them through this relief package, which you know, has been very complex, uh, constantly changing. And if you're a small business owner, it is quite onerous. And so we've been doing our best to, like, help them through it as fast as we can. But they're eligible for some of those relief packages because they are they own their clubs. Yeah, so I would just about every one of our franchise owners is eligible because they have less than 500 employees. And so, but it's still a painstaking process to go through. And as you know, right, the online portion of uh, this, as well as the bank channels, weren't prepared for this type of volume. And so it has been a lot of waiting, a lot of frustration, a lot of websites going down. And then, of course, the uh, behind the scenes, some of this has been changing, some of the requirements. And so, you know, literally every day it seemed to be changing. So we're trying to, you know, if you're a small business owner, it's very frustrating. You're very scared. It's very uncertain. And, man, we, we feel that. And so we're just trying to do our best to help them, you know, be ahead of the curve. So what's next? I mean, are, are you starting to make plans for reopening? And, and what does that look like for a high-touch kind of business like yours? That's a great question. We are starting to make plans, um, you know, and I think this is going to start back up the way it uh, cascaded uh, closures, which is, you know, local by local, right? It's going to be state by state. And so we've got to be very nimble, making sure that we and our franchisees in every, every state and every region is uh, ready to operate under whatever guidelines are necessary from uh, their local governments. And But, you know, one of the silver linings to this is, is that, yes, we are a high-touch experience. However, you don't need to necessarily be in our clubs or our studios to, to like, be healthy all the time. And so, you know, we've really been building our digital muscle. We've been providing so much content to our members and clients. Uh, the Bar Method is doing some phenomenal uh, virtual classes. So is Basecamp Fitness. And Anytime Fitness is, is all about coaching. And so we've been bringing people, bringing our fitness and our coaching into the homes of our members. And so the silver lining of this is, man, I've seen the passion and care of our small business operators. Like they're as just like we care about them, they care about their communities. And they've been providing such wonderful support and content to their members and clients. And so now, you know, on the other side of this, when once we're kind of back to normal, we can't stop doing that. We do not want to go back to being just the way we were. Let's make sure we have a, an omni-channel experience where we are engaging with our clients and our members 
in their home, in their work, through the phone, and of course, in our bricks and mortar. It's funny that you say that. I've actually been taking the opportunity to try out different workouts, try out different clubs that I would never maybe go to in person, but I can bring it right into my basement and and try it at home. Have you actually been in some ways drawing new potential members or clients through this? We have, uh, you know, our, I think our franchise owners support this. Well, we've been very generous in providing a bunch of free uh, content and coaching and nutrition and lifestyle opportunities to help people while they're home and even providing some family content and recipes. And so, yes, uh, we, you know, I think there's an opportunity, of course, for market share. But more importantly, it's just the right time to help people with whatever they need. And, you know, we're all feeling different parts of stress. We're all going through this a little bit differently. So if we can give them a little bit of nudge, if we can give them a great recipe, if we can just help them be a little more active with themselves and their family, you know, it feels really good. And it's just something that's needed right now at this time. Yeah, it's something you can do. A little stress relief. Um, Do you have concerns or thoughts about what happens to health clubs and gyms going forward? Do you, do you think they're going to rebound quickly or are people going to be hesitant to, to go back to the gym? You know, there have already been consumer studies, right? Over 80% of uh, health club members are looking forward to getting back to the gym. And I think we're almost going to see almost like a mini January. I think people are like, they can't wait. I mean, we, we get so much consumer sentiment, like asking, when can we open the studios? When can we open the gyms? So I think there's going to be a nice surge of people just wanting to get back to normal. And I love our online content. I really do. It, I think it's phenomenal. But at the end of the day, I love the group energy that comes from uh, being in a gym or studio. So I think we're going to see a lot of people go back there. However, you know, we are prepared to do some social distancing and or some traffic flow uh, modifications if we need to during these phase one, phase two, phase three that has been talked about. So I think we're prepared to do what we need to do, but, you know, welcome our members back uh, in a very clean environment, a very safe environment. What about for you have a a rather large team at your headquarters. How, How many people work at the the home office in Woodbury? Um, over, you know, we about 350. I mean, but if you look out in the field, there are hundreds more, but in the Woodbury is about 350. Do you see this changing the way you work? Yes. Um, you know, just like I talked about our club and studio experience for our members, we are not going back to the way we were either. We are actually going to be more nimble. We're going to prioritize uh, a little bit better. We're going to be faster. And we're going to actually adopt some work from home policies. And, and quite frankly, you know, really analyze some of our essential spend and uh, travel. I mean, as we've gone through this now, we've had to make some really, really difficult choices. But, uh, you know, let's now make sure we adopt this and operationalize this on the other side. And, uh, you know, I think we can actually be a little bit leaner, a little bit faster, but still every bit is productive. And so we're going to be adaptable with our work from home strategies. We're going to be a a little bit more. uh, We're going to scrutinize some of our spend. And so, you know, look, none of us want to go through this situation. But since we are now, let's learn from it. Let's adapt and let's be better because of it. Right. Um, what is what? What's one of the the greatest insights you've had just about the the team, the way you work, or or yourself, frankly, in all of this? Well, so there has been two sides to this. First of all, I've been a business owner myself for thirty years, and it has been really been thirty years of growth and like hiring people and providing like pay raises and providing opportunities and promotions. And so, the darkest day of my professional career was a few weeks ago when we had to actually lay off some of our team and we had to do some wage reductions. And that was just uh, the worst day. I mean, and leading up to that was, was terrible. On the flip side of that, I couldn't be more proud of our team and I couldn't be more proud of our franchisees through, I mean, we did something 
in about four weeks that there has been no playbook for that no other franchise brand has ever done to shut down, you know, nearly 5,000 clubs across six continents. And so, and to, and also to flip ourselves from a office to a work from home and to flip ourselves from a bricks and mortar to a completely digital company to our consumers. And so I got to tell you, I, I've been unbelievably proud of how our team has adapted so quickly, how they've worked so hard, how they've flattened silos and gotten stuff done at a velocity we've never seen before. So, you know, it's kind of a flip on one hand, incredibly sad, on another one, incredibly proud. And, um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been an inc- incredible experience in so many ways. And I'm just proud of our team. And it, you know, just reminds me of leadership. You've got to, you've got to trust people. You know, this is when values matter because when you're decentralizing your approach and you're giving people the autonomy to make decisions swiftly, you have to trust they're going to make the right decision for the right people. And every time our team always makes the right decision, they serve others first. Their, their selflessness is on display here. And so I, I just couldn't be more proud of the team. What about for, for you and Dave? How, what, what has work been like for the two of you? I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, and I know for myself, I feel like I'm working more than ever. And I, and I feel grateful to the, the, that I'm in a profession where I can do that. But what has it been like for you day to day? Yeah, this reminds me of the startup period. So the the other time in my life where I probably worked the hardest was when we started this company. And we didn't have any resources. We had a very scrappy team. And so we were moving very, very fast and learning. Like, you know, we didn't know about franchising when we started. Mm -hmm. And so now this situation, we are learning. It has never happened before. And so, I, you know, people ask me, like, how's work from home? I got to tell you, it has probably been the most intense period of work uh, with evenings and weekends. And keep in mind, we have, uh, you know, businesses across the world in so many different time zones. So for us, we're doing early morning calls, late night calls, Saturday, Sunday calls. And so it's really been a pretty intense period of work. Now that our network is actually shut down, it's just starting to like decrease in urgency and intensity. So there'll probably be a little bit more normalcy. Um, And so I'll be like everyone else. I mean, I'll have a routine and I'll stay active and I'll still spend ample time with the family. But, you know, there's still plenty to do. I mean, there's no uh, there's no pause button for us. Yeah. Um, what has your message to to your team and to all the franchisees been through all of this? Yeah, I, I, look, I think just to be honest, be transparent, be vulnerable, and not just from us at the corporate office, but even our franchisees, remind their communities they are locally owned and operated and act that way. Like be vulnerable with them, be transparent. Um, you know, just be uh, be honest, be, be authentic. I think authenticity wins in this uh, in the long run. You know, I think people have been gravitating towards locally owned and operated businesses and these passionate owners. And so, you know, just don't be afraid to be vulnerable and be human, be authentic. And uh, just you got to trust the people around you. So that's kind of what we're leading with is, you know, I'll be people are like asking us what's going to happen in three weeks now, what's going to happen six weeks now. I don't think anyone with any level of confidence can tell you when or how this is going to happen. So therefore, we've got to stay very uh, nimble and uh, just ready to pivot. And so that just takes a great deal of trust and uh, uh, transparency. Hard to get comfortable with that amount of uncertainty. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite at-home workout? we got to ask you that, of course. <laughs> you know, I've been rotating. Uh, I do the base camp fitness because it's more of a hit, high intensity interval training. And then I throw in the bar method, which is, uh, you know, wonderful for uh, a little bit of low intensity, but it still makes me sweat. And then I love some of the content that uh, the Anytime Fitness is putting out. I've been following some of the recipes. We've been doing some of the healthy cooking in the kitchen. So, uh, you know, I honestly, I love the variety that all three are providing. And, uh, but, you know, 
unfortunately, the macro data on wearables and like uh, Apple watches is saying that people are being a bit more sedentary. But man, we're seeing some great uptick in some of our virtual content. And so it's really important to stay active. You know, for anyone listening to this, stay active, pick your workout. If you choose one of our brands, great. If not, find something else. But it's super imperative to stay active during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chuck, thank you for taking the time to check in with us. And um, best of, of luck to you personally and to, to your company. Thanks, you too. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, stay positive, right? That's Minnesotans. We know how to adapt to a changing condition. So we're going to get stronger and get side of this. Absolutely. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you. Well, great words of wisdom and perspective from Chuck Runyon. And, and for more insights, let's go back to the classroom with the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. Gino Giovanelli is a marketing professor at St. Thomas. And Gino, I'm guessing you've had to take the work home, too, along with the rest of us. I, I sure did. I sure did. And to some degree, kicking and, and screaming, I was uh, thinking just a couple months ago, I was in a meeting here at St. Thomas and... Uh, I was being asked about the, the notion of taking some of my classes online. And, and the irony is that I teach a digital marketing course. So I think there's an assumption that you would teach that online. Biggest learning for me is that sometimes you just need to be forced into a new place. And this is what I tell my students all the time. I'm like, I'm going to nudge you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to make you uncomfortable with what I'm asking you to do and how hard I'm, I'm going to ask you to work. But I'm doing that because that's where the growth happens. That's where the learning happens. So sure. I got to be willing to take my own medicine on that, and I have, and I have. So it's it's been it's been an awesome journey. Well, I think uh, in in the world of of fitness and and health clubs, that industry in particular has been pushed way out of their comfort zone, and um, had to think about what what is a what is a gym beyond the four walls. And we just heard Chuck talking about that. I think we're seeing lots of companies, Anytime Fitness, among them, you know, ramping up the online virtual classes. That's something they right. can do. Do you see that? Does that become a, a trend going forward? What 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 can we take away? from that well I, I think a, a lot of a lot of similarities and parallels to what I was going through because of thinking that you know the the thing I love about my classroom is the, is the community right and and I felt like that was the best way for people to experience this thing we call class uh, same thing with a health club or same thing with you know base camp anytime fitness whatever um, the, what they're selling is camaraderie, right? Hmm. And being together and, and working. I mean, people don't like to work out generally, right? So you might as well do it with others. So you feel like your you're misery loves company or whatever you want to call it, right? That gets you the energy to do it. And all of a sudden you take away that element, that human element, right? right. So now the, these companies, they ha- they can't go back, right? At least not in the short term, okay? They can't have one class a day that's they can come in the back door and we'll do it like we used to do it. And so what I think... They're in the same boat. They've had to figure out how to offer classes online. Like, um, Is that something that you generally learn in business school? I don't imagine that. You know, I mean, you don't you teach people to kind of take their time and plan it out and do a business plan? This is the complete opposite of that. Well, that that's ironic because I, a class I teach right now is a marketing capstone course where I've got six teams of four students per team working with real clients in the community to create a marketing plan and a marketing strategy for them. And they've been meeting all semester and, you know, they know what the business goals are and the priorities and they're kind of marching forward, putting together this awesome marketing plan. And then all of a sudden this happens. Hmm. And, and all of a sudden the students are like, Hey, is this COVID thing? Is this in scope for our project? And I remember thinking like, um, 
let me think about that. And this is because this was early COVID days. I'm like, let me think. And then as you know, a week went by, I'm like, you know what? It has to be in scope because it's in scope for the business. And if this is a business school and we're trying to teach our students how to respond to business challenges, we have the biggest one probably in our lifetime. Why not let them take a crack at it? I said, I want each one of you guys to propose a marketing strategy to survive COVID hmm. to your client. They might not take you up on it, but I want one of your options for them to be that. And at least half of the companies have said, I need you to create a COVID strategy so I can survive the next two months. And some of the companies said, nope, I want a strategy that lets me come out of this thing, a new, a new business. So I'm going to rest right now and I'm going to basically take this opportunity to retool. Yeah. So I want the, I want the, I want the business plan for when we open again. Wow. So well, it's super cool to let these students see this firsthand. Because they're asking me, like, hey, what was it like last time? I'm like, there was no last time. <laughs> yeah. Not for anybody that's standing right now, right? So what a great opportunity to finish their college career working on a real project to help a real business survive a real crisis. And I know, I know they're really bummed about not being able to walk and graduation and all that stuff, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> a consolation prize is you did something for the common good, right? Yeah, and that's going to that's gonna stay with them for the rest of their careers and lives, no doubt. Yeah, That totally. could be the silver lining. Well, Gino, thank you for, for the great perspective and ideas. Gives us something to, to feel inspired and motivated by. And for more stories of inspiration and leadership, be sure to check out our whole library of By All Means podcasts. You can go to tcbmag.com slash byallmeans to learn more about the show. Thanks for listening to By All Means. Teamwork to make by all means, and we've got some all stars. Thanks to our audio engineer, Tom Ferlitti. Digital support is Ricky Hannigan and Dan Nepo. Thanks to the University of St. Thomas Senior Media Relations Manager, Vanita Sakar, and Associate Dean of the Schultz School of Entrepreneurship, Laura Dunham, for all their help. Our theme music is by Songfinch. Hope you enjoyed by all means. Bye.